0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Moment of Cluth podcast with Megan Cluth. Today's guest is Stanley Cup champion and NBC Sports Chicago analyst Jamal Myers. Myers played 15 seasons in the NHL, winning the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks back in 2013. This season is sadly not going as well for the Blackhawks as it did during Myers' playing days. Last night, they ended an eight-game losing streak doing something they haven't done in 12 games, scored the first goal. It's been a season of change for the Hawks, no doubt, so in today's podcast, we discuss the new leadership— how the game has changed itself, and as always, we share some hilarious stories along the way while getting to the truth. So let's jump right in. So welcome into the podcast.
1: Great to be here.
0: Notice that you're a very stylish guy. You love suits. Who has better suits? You, Adam Burrish, or Pat Boyle?
1: Ooh. That's tough. But um, Burr stepped up his game. And we actually are both styled by the same people right now. So I would say myself and Burr, but Pat's got good style, but he's you know he's a little bit older, so I think he's a little more conservative than we are.
0: Are you throwing shade there? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you bit. guys both had some three-piece suits on at the home opener.
1: You know you got to mix it up. You got to keep it interesting, and uh, a lot of young guys are afraid to have. You know, sport coats. So I've been I've been rocking the sport coats for a few years now.
0: Is that your fashion advice to all the men out there? Throw on a sport coat.
1: I think I love the fact that it's you can dress it down, you can dress it up, and you can mix it up and have some fun with the stuff. I mean, we're not bankers here. We're just we're talking about hockey. So it's, not, <laughs> it's not rocket science. We're trying to have fun and keep people engaged. And people want to make fun of my suits on social media. Then that's a good thing too.
0: How would you describe your style?
1: Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, that's tough. I guess it would be fun, but subtle. I'd, I'd say I, I sweat the details. but <laughs> you- You'd have to know what you're looking for to, to notice.
0: A subtle killer. Okay, I like it. So you're an NHL journeyman. You've been a member of the 2013 Stanley Cup Blackhawks. You were in St. Louis, Toronto, Calgary, San Jose Sharks. What's your favorite organization?
1: Well, I have to say the Hawks, don't I? I you don't have to. No, I think anytime you win somewhere, it's it makes it special. Um, playing at home, which is Toronto, should have been fun, but... We didn't get. I didn't get along with the coach, so that made it a miserable experience. And we, we were terrible. We sucked. So, uh, you know, when you come to the rink and you're not having fun, you're not winning, and your friends and family are asking you what's going on, it makes it hard. But um, I think Chicago's a great place to play. It reminds me of Toronto in the sense that it's on the water, very cosmopolitan, unbelievable restaurants. I happen to be a little bit of a foodie, so um, getting to take a chance, uh, advantage of all those things make Chicago top of the list for me.
0: But being a hockey player in Canada is like being royalty.
1: Yes, but it can be be annoying too. You can't go anywhere. Paparazzi everywhere. Yeah, you know.
0: What's your favorite memory? My
1: haircut hasn't changed either for the last (laughs) 20 years, so maybe my face is a little People know when it's you. (laughs)
0: Um, What's your favorite cut memory from that 2013 team?
1: Oh, honestly, probably being down to Detroit in the second round, I believe. And we're down three to one and coming back and winning that series was pretty crazy and then obviously uh, When we won the cup was in uh, was in Boston and I'll never forget what happened was uh, We're literally losing by goal uh, as you know with a few minutes left and I wasn't playing in the game. There's a few of us that weren't playing but obviously if we win the cup you want to get your stuff on and celebrate with the guys on the ice and everything happened ridiculously fast. And I w- think I was going to be in tears because we, <laughs> we didn't get scored to tie it up. Then next thing you know, I asked the trainers for our socks so we can get our stuff on just in case. He was reluctant because he didn't want to jinx it. I was frustrated because I figured I can, get, I can run out of the room if we end up losing anyway. <laughs> we finally get our socks, and I mean hockey socks, to get our stuff on. And I literally had like 45 seconds to get completely dressed Uh, to get out there and celebrate with the guys. But that was a pretty funny, crazy moment to be shaking and almost crying to get out there on the ice. You didn't shed one tear? I don't know why. Maybe in shock. Grown
0: men cry. It's okay. You you can let it out.
1: I'm a sensitive guy. You know, it happens.
0: (laughs) Feature this team without Quenville. That news kind of came down and shocked. I feel like it rocked Chicago. People were very sad the morning that that came down
1: yeah it's it's tough you know at the end of the day the reality is it's the it's you're in the business of winning and the team had been struggling I think at that point I would lost five in a row um but at the end of the day you know Joel will should have a a banner at at the United Center he's a guy who won three cups in a matter of eight years and and meant so much to this city and I think that if he had just won one cup, it would have been amazing and special because it had been 50 years since the organization had done so. But the fact that he was able to keep these guys motivated and, and pushing forward and one of his greatest assets, I think, was his ability to evolve over the years. And um, it's tough, tough to see as a friend for him to, to, to get fired. And at the end of the day, he'll be out of work as long as he wants to be.
0: What did you say to him after the news came out?
1: I just thanked him for bringing me to Chicago. I had him in St. Louis for five or six years at the beginning of my career. He brought me to Chicago. I'm, sh- I'm sure him and Stan and, and, and Mark Bergevin, who is now the GM of Montreal. We were teammates in St. Louis. So I was just grateful that, to get a chance at the end of my career, uh, that they saw something in me. As, uh, it's a little bit of hockey left at 37-38. So um, to be able to come here, and it took me 17 years to do it, but to win a cup was Special, I just thank them uh, for bringing me in to be a part of that.
0: What is the Hawks organization with Jeremy Colleton like as head coach?
1: Well, obviously, things are going to change. You know, Jeremy's going to be his own man, and first of all, I think he needs a nickname. We keep calling him Jeremy Colleton. Jeremy <laughs> I think it's Cully. I think we should go with Cully, Cully and that's what I'm going to do. You go like with? cauliflower in honor cauliflower. of Thanksgiving? Oh, he might, you know. I don't we should know. throw it he out didn't there. He did any wrestling when he was a kid. <laughs> no, he's, he's seen, I talked to him at the convention for about 45 minutes, just picking his brain. I knew he was an up-and-coming coach, didn't obviously foresee the fact that he's doing what he's doing as far as being a head coach so quickly, but um, he's a bright kid. He knows, the, and I say kid because he's t- 12 years younger than I am, but um, he's a smart guy who understands the game. He's evolved. He communicates extremely well, uh, and I'm not so concerned about his age. I think that success will make that go away. No one will talk about it once they go on a, w- a winning streak for eight to, 8 to 10 games. You look back for me, and you look at a guy like Paul Maurice, who's now the coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and I believe he was 30, 31 years old when he started coaching as a head, head coach in the NHL. It's not a factor. Once the guys know you're prepared and you're ready and you know what you're doing and you're calm under pressure, um, I think it's been a tough start. But it really adversity shows really your character, and he's definitely done that. Um, keeping his demeanor the right way and and not not like because it's tough. I mean they've lost eight in a row they won the other night which is nice but it's not easy to do that and uh, I think guys are watching him with a keen eye and I think they've been impressed.
0: As the youngest coach in the NHL do you think the guys on the Hawks take him seriously or do they see him more as just a friend?
1: No, no, no. He's the coach. I think it doesn't matter his age. I think when he came in and commands the room and and runs meetings and shows that he's prepared and aware. Um, at the end of the day, the, these guys are professionals. They want to win, and they want to believe in their coach. And I think that because they want to believe in him, and he shows that he's prepared and 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 ready, then they're going to put all their faith they have because they have no other choice. But also because yeah, he's prepared, and you, you can sniff that out pretty easy as a player. You, you can tell if, if he's ready or not.
0: Do you foresee a deep playoff run this season?
1: That's tough. I mean. They're in the, the toughest division uh, in hockey, in my opinion, the Central Division. And you look at teams above them; it's not going to be easy. But having said that, they're still only five points back, uh, I believe, from Minnesota. Um, they've got to go on a run. They've got to win five or six in a row to alleviate some of that that pressure that they put on themselves. And hopefully, they're not kicking themselves at the end of the year because. Um, You know, going on a little bit of a losing streak certainly makes it difficult.
0: It seems like Kane has taken his game up a little bit this season. Would you agree with that?
1: Every year. This guy never ceases to amaze me. I think it'd be easy for him to become complacent or be satisfied in where his game is. is. It seems like every summer, I remember five years ago, it was him improving his shot. Then it became, okay, how am I going to improve my one-timer? Then it became he always just seems to reinvent himself as far as evolve, evolving with the game, the way it's going. It's become so much more of a skill game. He was probably on the cusp of what young players are doing today. I mean, when I, when I was playing, guys wouldn't skate until August uh, if the season ended in May. And now these kids are on the ice two or three times a week as far as part of their training all summer long. It's about working on your skill sets, about improving. He's done that every single year. And you're right, he is getting better every year. And Um, what's impressive is he loves the game, so it doesn't feel like work to him. So, um, he just continues to work and want to get better. And, and it's crazy how he, he's not satisfied. The
0: goaltending has been impressive this season. It doesn't really seem like Crow has missed a step, even though he was the talk of the off season. Yeah. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. It's surprising because, you know, he's, he was out for almost a year And you thought, okay, he's going to come back. Everyone's nervous. How is he going to look? How is he going to feel? And it kind of goes and kind of you didn't skip a beat. Took him one game, literally, and he was on top of his game. And it gives the guys confidence. You're sitting on that bench, and you see him doing his thing. It makes you realize that you have a a chance to win every night. And not taking anything away from the goalies last year, that wasn't the case. Um, It's easy for the guys to get down on the bench, and you could see it in their play. Soft goal would go in last year, and next thing you know, they weren't able to push back. So this year, Crows played well, played unbelievable. Ward's played well uh, in in the time he's been in there, and they're they're finding, you know, Jeremy came in and changed a few things, so it's going to take some time, and Hopefully in the next few months we, we see all those changes come to fruition and the the team starts winning and, and put some wins together. But I think it's because of if they make the playoffs and make a run, it's because of Crow.
0: Okay. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen with, I'm going to nickname him now, Cauliflower, <laughs> 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 What is What are some of the biggest changes you've seen with him as the head coach? You said he made a few and it's going to take a while to see it all, but
1: can yeah. you name a few? Yeah, he wants, he wants them to play more of a man-on-man defensively. Um obviously I don't I can't foresee him wanting the D to run out to the blue line to do that uh, Joel's system was more the lowest forward back would just play off of the puck and so it's going to take some time guys have played that system for uh, 10 or 11 years with under Joel and Jeremy's trying to re- re-teach them um, watch video and show them how he wants to play defensively that's going to take some time he also wants the D to carry the puck a little bit more than Joel. Joel wanted to it moved as quickly as they could get it to the better players which are the forwards obviously I was a forward <laughs> but, uh, shout out to yourself yeah, there yeah <laughs> you know forwards but the reality is is that you know he's it's going to take time and Jeremy's system as far he wants to push the pace he wants them to play fast he wants the D to be activated all the same things every coach wants to do there are some drastic changes defense in the defensive zone that I think might take more time
0: Taves struggled a little bit last season this season it doesn't seem to be a problem for him has he spoken to you at all about what changes he made
1: yeah he's a little bit close close vested I been, I've been telling him for three years that he needs to start sprinting and you know the reality is uh, you have to give up some of your strength um, to stay current with today's game and to me he's always been a really strong guy his speed was was decent But the reality is these younger players, they are so fast that you have to give up some of that strength because if you can't get there, it doesn't matter how strong you are. So um, I think he did that. I think he realized that he has to get faster. I think he changed his training to reflect that. I think you're seeing the results of that on the ice. He looks quicker. He looks more energized. He looks less tired uh, throughout the entire game. And I think you can't underestimate confidence too. So he had a good start, and that confidence breeds breeds success. And you feeling good about yourself, you know, helps is translated into his game. So, but I definitely think he changed some things training wise, and um, it, you can definitely see it on the ice.
0: There were rumors that he was on a plant based diet, so that has nothing to do. With no, not. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know how you do a plant based diet and be a professional athlete. Um, you mentioned the younger players. It's funny that you brought that up because. They all look like children to me. During the home opener, when they were walking down the red carpet, I was like, "Are you? Can you drink yet?" You're, like <laughs> these kids are babies. It is wild to think that this league is so young and this team is so young.
1: Yeah, that's everything's trended that way. The reality is, in the cap system, you have to fill your roster with younger players, and every team's doing it, whether or not you know. I think two things happened at the same time: the CBA forced teams to to go younger because they're cheaper and the reality is these kids are ready Uh, they're ready um, sooner their training habits since they're 14 years old have been on par with what nhl players are doing they all have skating coaches they all have skill coaches they all have a strength coach and so um the cba i think has directed that and made that a reality when i started guys that weren't free agents until they were 31 and they were signing these long-term deals afterward, now kids are getting, you know, it's almost like a race to your get-out-of-your-restricted-free-agent get uh, contract, which is 23. So it's a race to 23, and then they, they know they can get paid. That's so crazy. I think that, that those two factors have factored into the, the reason why the game's trending younger, and it's harder for old guys to stay in the league, and the reality is they're cheaper. I think there's some costs that you're, you're missing there, that experience that older players have to lean on uh, during difficult times is is important, and so uh, you know there's some trade off you're you're getting there. So I think teams have to balance that.
0: It seems like a lot of professional athletes go the route of broadcast after their career, but they also have other endeavors. Some you have you had a suit suit line, right? What else can you tell us that you're working on post-hockey besides being the face of Sports Chicago?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I just (laughs) enjoy, you know, I work for the Hawks in visiting schools and doing things with kids. So, um, you know, we visited 150 schools last year, which was over 100,000 kids, program called GOLF, which stands for Get Out and Learn. And uh, really excited about what what we're doing there. That same program then feeds into First Stride, which, you know, Rocky did a great job in building the practice facility and having an extra sheet of ice to serve the community. And then it's about limiting those obstacles that kids uh, that are underserved have trouble getting getting attached to a game. So we literally bust those same kids to the rink. They're able to be provided with the ice time, the instruction, and the skates, of course, to get on the ice for the first time. If those kids love it and want to continue, then we can feed them into the Little Hawks program, where they can actually play hockey. And so. And all through that, there's, they're balancing that with STEM program upstairs at the practice at MBI Serena, which is, which is pretty cool. So I'm a part of some unique things going on and it's been fun this year to see those things with the practice facility come to, to, come to life and growing and pushing that, that, uh, that needle forward for me is.